Next on BYU Sports Nation, the real reason BYU basketball is now a better team and the hard facts to back it up. Gregor Bell on why BYU hoops is better, but will the end of season outcome be better? Plus, new BYU football signee Tyson Lewis on why he chose BYU and between the lines on ice. I'm in goal with BYU hockey. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, January 30th, wherever and however you're dialed in, Great to have you with us on BYUSN. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Ant-Man's stunt double, Jerem Jordan. Well, it's not hard. There's a lot of CGI, so I just come into play at certain times with all the little dots all over and on a A lot blue of green screen, screen work, blue screen blue, work. Blue, green, yellow, all kinds of purple, yeah. How does one get that job, I wonder? Uh, uh, through uh, nepotism. Nepotism yeah. breeds my stunt doubles. A, my dad's a big uh, executive with uh, a. Mo- no, he's not actually. I'm not. I'm wasp. <laughs> I'm playing a female character. No, but seriously, like, who grows up and is like, I want to be a stunt person, whether it's a man or a woman in Hollywood, and how do you go about getting into those venues? Like that. That is intriguing to me. I always see these long lists of like stunt people after these crazy movies, notably Furious 7, which I watched for the first time the other night. And I thought to myself, how does one become that level of a stunt person? I don't know. Seems like a fun gig, though. <laughs> right? Slash dangerous. You make a ton of money. It is dangerous. You're on some cool sets. But how do you get into that genre? I don't know. Can somebody help me? I think I've discovered what I want to do after sports casting. When you're like 60 and your <laughs> yeah. bones break? Like what? Yes. What? I, I want to be a senior citizen stunt double. <laughs> Does that exist? I, I don't know. I don't know. Get our Hollywood execs on the line. Let's go, BYU Sports Nation. Make it happen. Uh, and while you do that, bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball aiming for wins 19 and 20 this week. The Cougars play at LMU on Thursday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, and then take on 14th ranked Gonzaga Saturday in Spokane, Marriott Center North. BYU basketball with Dave Rose airs live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Coach Rose will join Greg Rebell to preview the week, and former Cougar great, current graduate assistant Lee Kamard is tonight's special guest. Jimmer Fredette scored 34 points in China in a 121-103 win over Jillian Northeast. Okay, so that makes... Northeast is in their name, really? The Sharks, 17-16 and 16 on the season, Jerem. They're right on the playoff bubble. Man, exciting. CBA. Really, I, I have no idea. CBA basketball, you gotta love it. BYU Gymnastics moves up four spots to number 18 in the latest NCAA rankings. The Cougars scored a season-high 196.450 in a dual meet with Air Force last Friday on BYU TV. The biggest test of the season happens this week when BYU faces 11th-ranked Denver on the road. Good luck, ladies. Denver, they're the pioneers. Shouldn't BYU be the pioneers? 
Men's volleyball drops a spot to number six in the ABCA coaches poll after dropping both games over the weekend against UC Irvine. The Cougars take on UC Santa Barbara Friday and Saturday on WYU TV. Sean Olmstead, a perfect 5-0 and versus the Gauchos. All right, let's go. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Better BYU basketball. For the last few months, we've been monitoring, and in many cases, instigating the conversation of perceived improvement for BYU basketball from last season to this season. I think right now, and I know I'm probably making a generalization here, most of us can agree the Cougars have improved. But there are a few follow-up questions to that idea, including our Twitter conversation today. Why is BYU Hoops better at this point this year than last yes, year? Yes, why? Use hashtag BYUSN if you think this. At our green hunt, Eli and Yoli are both better, thus the team is better. Defensively, we seem to be better. Schroyer. Uh, Jerem, there's no seem about it. BYU is better defensively. The facts are in our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU is allowing 4.7 fewer points per 100 possessions this year. That's, uh, that's a stat. It's called adjusted defensive efficiency. So, Because if you just say points per game, it's like, well, your team's tempo is different than my team's tempo. Hey, I play at Vanderbilt, and we play certain, you know, or whatever. Like, per 100, how many points do you give up? So, BYU is better. And earlier in the season, that was .9. So, BYU's become even better in conference play as we've gone on. I like to see that, trends like that. That doesn't necessarily mean you're a better team. It just means you're allowing fewer points per game. BYU's scoring fewer points per game. But we watch the product. Maybe it's because we want it to be better, so we see what we want to see. But I, I think BYU is better on the court. BYU's not better in the standings. They're not better in their NCAA tournament posting, but I think they are better. In the conference standings, specifically, they, yeah. are, they are not better. Is yeah, these saying. standings. They are two games ahead of where they were at this point last season through overall 23 games. But the same record in league at this point. But not every conference schedule is created equally. So while the Cougars are 7-3 and three through 10 West Coast Conference games, you look at who they lost to and how they lost last year. St. Mary's in Moraga, and then a loss at San Diego, and a loss at Santa Clara. Whereas BYU has lost twice to the 13th-ranked team in the country, and both games have been very competitive and close, and a one-point loss at Pacific, which is the not the worst loss on close. BYU's schedule right now. Yeah. I wouldn't say the second game with St. Mary's was that close downstretch. Okay. But it's a, it's a loss. I'm not going to discuss margin of loss that much. The point is... Not all schedules in conference are created equally. BYU yeah. was 8-5 and five through 13 games. We'll see where they are through their next two games as they push forward in WCC play. Yeah, they're better. They are better, but It why? might not be as much as you think, but they are And better. how much? Okay, so we went over the points given up per 100 possessions. Why do you think, however, Jerem, BYU basketball – is better now compared to last year. There are always multiple factors, but the number one thing I point to is coaching. Heath Troyer has made a huge difference. Dave Rose identified that uh, he needed to bring in somebody that was going to change things, okay? Uh, Heath Troyer, a couple of things. New schemes, okay? BYU slowed the offense down, taking better shots, valuing possession. BYU's 241st in tempo, lowest number since 02 for BYU, okay? New emphasis on defense, like we talked about. BYU has its lowest adjusted defensive efficiency, or how many points you give up per 100 possessions, number, 
since six years ago, the last time BYU won an NCAA tournament game. Not a coincidence. Mm, how about that? Discipline and accountability. This year's group doesn't have a group of people within the team with a nickname. No nicknames. That's, that's generally good. What was once wild is now tamed and the right players are taking the right shots. Uh, to go to the next level, BYU needs more guys uh, to be able to do these things. BYU just doesn't have enough guys to hang with St. Mary's and, and Gonzaga right now. But BYU's improved, and to me, the number one factor is Heath Troyer. We hope that Jeff Grimes has the same kind of influence on the BYU offense in football for those same reasons. Schemes, coaching, accountability, having the right players do the right things. This is all good. This is all good. I just don't think BYU has enough of those guys on the team quite yet. So like I've said, this team is building. They're getting better. They're implementing schemes, mindsets. Paradigm shifts, and then next year you make your move. I hope it's this year, but I think next year BYU makes its move and gets back to the NCAA tournament. The philosophy change has made itself evident and apparent in every interview I do with a player after a game. When I'm the sideline reporter on BYU TV, I can guarantee you at some point during my postgame interview, defense will come up as brought up by a BYU basketball player. They feel and have bought into the idea that energy – and success start on the defensive side of the floor. We've heard these words before. It was hollow rhetoric. It's actual action. It's now. happening now, right? Yeah. They go. That is the well they go to every interview. Well, I think that it all starts with our defense on the kill, on getting three consecutive defensive stops. If BYU can do that six to seven times a game, they feel like they will win the game, and that number has lended itself to validation, right? If they can do that six to seven times a game, BYU is going to win. And I agree with you. Undoubtedly, the, the addition of Heath Schroyer has impacted things for the better because of the philosophy change. But I don't think we spend enough time looking at the idea of the lone peak three being blown up as actually benefiting the Cougars. No lofty expectations, no nicknames. Just everyone in team first basketball. Now, I do think if Eric Mika and Nick Emery were here with Heath Shroyer, that things would be better. Absolutely. Like, They're good basketball players, and he can tame what it, I, the, the wild, I guess that's the word you use. I'm referring, I'm referring to the previous kind of scheme and how it, it worked in its time, okay? In the Mountain West, mainly, right? That was, that was the scheme that worked. It was great. BYU went to a bunch of NCAA tournaments, whatnot. But I think if Eric Mika and Nick Emery were here, that Heath Schroyer could tame that group, make them part of the team, for better or worse, um, you know, the Lone Peak 3, maybe that was divisive in some way. I don't, you know, I, I think Heath Schroyer could have helped this team be even better than it is with those guys in place. I don't look at blowing the Lone Peak 3 up and going, well, BYU's better because they're gone. I think Heath no, Schroyer no, 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 could have no. made... Um, this team awesome with the Eric Mika and with the Nick idea Emery. of the Lone Peak Three becomes secondary, though, underneath the philosophy that Coach Rose has implemented along with Coach Schroyer. It it's could not, have. It's not the yeah. Lone Peak Three anymore. Like I guarantee guys, you, the coaches hate that stuff. Listen, guys left because of the like Jordan Chapman. He went to Boston College because he didn't think he was going to get on the court. Right, like Jake Toulson bounces. Like, what if those two guys were here with this group, with Nick Emery and, and Eric Mika? That is a lot of talent, dude. That is a team that can challenge St. Mary's and Gonzaga in the league. Instead, BYU's trying to build, trying to do it with 
you know, walk-ons, uh, you know, off the bench and, uh, you know, Dalton Nixon back from mission like the year after. These guys are doing the best they can right now. I just think if the Lone Peak 3 was still here with Heath Schroer, mm, that's juicy to think about. No question. But there is a second question today, and that is attempting to quantify just how much BYU basketball has improved from last season to this season. We've given you a little bit with the adjusted defensive uh, efficiency. efficiency. Thank you. You can look at a number of statistical metrics. Most people want to look at wins and losses, right? Conference standing and the ultimate tell where and how BYU will end the season. Right now, the Cougars are two games ahead in overall record, but as we've already pointed out, 7-3 and three through 10 West Coast Conference games. Other reference points. Scoring. Points allowed overall. Scoring margin is one that I put some emphasis into, Jerem. 6.4 in 2016-17 in scoring margin for BYU. It's up to 10.1 right now. Field goal percentage is up. Opponent three-point field goals made is down. Like there, There's a lot there. There's a lot there that show that BYU has made consistent improvement compared to last year. Yeah, BYU is better. Yeah, they they are. But and this has been the divisive part of this conversation in determining is BYU better. Yeah, BYU is better. But are they going to be better than third place in the West Coast Conference? Are they going to be better than the NIT? I don't think so this season. But that doesn't mean BYU is not building towards next year. Like, is in, it a disappointing season if BYU doesn't make the NCAA tournament this year? I don't think so. Um, at the beginning of the year, I I thought it was an you know NIT group that was building. I give the I give a year to install this game. You don't have any seniors on this team. This isn't Kentucky or Duke where yeah we're seniorless, but we have five McDonald's All Americans. This group has done a really nice job of actually doing what it said it would do which is play defense. We've heard that for a while. You did have some good defensive teams. Last couple of years in the West Coast Conference, it was let's just outscore those guys, okay? Difference, and that, that works in certain ways. I don't think it works in the league now. It is working in the league now to the tune of still third place, but those top two teams are ranked in the top 15, man. BYU shouldn't be above those guys right now. Why is BYU basketball better at this point this year than last? Hashtag BYUSN to tweet in your responses. Coming up, Spencer Linton goes between the posts on Between the Lines. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, the uh, the hockey pad stench is real, Jerem. And up next, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Ravel, back in Studio B. Is it fair to put the expectation of making the NCAA tournament on this BYU team? We'll discuss. Also, today we lost a notable BYU athletic alumnus. Kevin Towers pitched one year for BYU, was drafted in 1982 by the San Diego Padres, and had a distinguished career as a general manager in the major leagues. He passed away Due to complications of cancer, our thoughts and prayers with his family. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Shoot your shot. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation is rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Hashtag BYUSN whenever you would like to speak with us. BYU Basketball, Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried and Jensen, is live tonight at 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio with host Greg Rubel. Tonight's guest, Lee Kamard. Use hashtag Rose Show to tweet in questions for Dave or graduate assistant coach slash former baller, a.k.a. D. Salty, a.k.a. Lizzie's Lawn Care, Lee Kamard. You can also reserve your seat if you're local and want to come hang out on BYUCougars.com slash 
Rose Show. A.K.A. Spider-Man. I love that guy, Spider-Man. Hey, Kamara's so fun to watch. <laughs> he, he, he looks like he could roll out right now and hoop it up. Of course like he could. Like this second. Yes, he and absolutely could. he still looks could. like he's 138 pounds, too. He'll, that 138-pound <laughs> frame will dunk all over you, I can tell you that much. Why is BYU basketball better at this point this year than last at Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94? BYU plays well as a team. They're more consistent. Defense is big time, not trying to just outshoot the other team. They value possession, and I think there are more scoring threats on the floor at any given time. I don't know if BYU has more scoring threats on the floor, but the dynamic duo of Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant has been fantastic, right? Yeah, and that can carry you to third place in the league. What you need to get over the hump is more guys uh, offensively that you trust and that have confidence. Like when TJ Haas is on, BYU is a tough team to beat. When TJ Haas scores 29 in Spokane last year, BYU beats the number one team in the country. Like that's the kind of difference that multiple guys can play beyond, say, a big two. Yeah, that boy is a game changer. And speaking of game changers, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, back in Studio B to help preview the Rose Show and – to just bring his overall goodness back to the studio. Greg, good to have you here. What's up, Greg? Good morning, boys. You know, back in the day, when I was playing goalie up in Canada, uh, there was a game in which uh, uh, I, well, I wore glasses, okay, back when I was a a kid. And and I wore glasses even when when I played, and uh, because I had a shield, so I could wear glasses. And I had, and I was playing goalie, uh, one particular particular game. Respect. And, And I took a puck, I took a puck in the face, but the way it hit the cage was such that it broke my glasses. And so I finished the game practically sightless. Uh, we, did, we didn't have a backup goalie that game. And so uh, I, I played about a, a period and a half of the game without glasses. And I really couldn't see that well. And uh, I, I let a few behind me that day. I have so much respect for all goalies in the sport of hockey. The pads, the heat. The exhaustion is real. The smell. Oh, uh, the smell. You, you should, we should respect all hockey players. It's the one sport. Well, there may be others. But it's the one sport where you have to do. You have to learn one other sport before you can play the sport. You got to skate before you can play hockey, and uh, and so you're really doing two. You're 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 performing two difficult things at the same time. Yes, the greatest well, refs are the hockey refs because they they're the like the best skaters on the ice, which is incredible. Plus, they also break up fights, and, and you're going to get hit. When that well, they're cops. Hey, yeah. You'll, you'll see a few goals get behind me today in between the lines. Looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you are. Uh, now to the basketball, Greg. We've never seen a stat line like the one we saw from Elijah Bryant. Or have we? Oh. Have he, was, he was more efficient against Mississippi Valley State in the what first in the, game of the season. What in the world? Yeah. He's he went 10 for 11 in that game. And uh, six of seven from the free throw line. So, he was, so technically, he was actually more efficient uh, with, with a higher effective field goal percentage in that game in than the, the Pacific. World? But he has three of the top seven games in BYU Hoops history in the same season. 28 points on nine field goal attempts and nine free throws. What was yeah. the third game? What's that? You said three of the top seven? He's two of the top seven. Oh, Sorry. Two, yeah, he's two. third and yeah. seventh. Sorry, third and seventh. So two, two of the top seven. Holy Amazing. cow. Yeah. What was the most memorable part of Saturday night's performance for you as the guy calling the game? Well, relative to Eli, uh, I I think his threes, he was four for four from three. 
I don't think any of them hit net, any of them hit, hit, hit the rim. I think they were like all center cut. At least that's my recollection. Was that every time he shot a three, it was like just smooth. Or as Mark Durant would say, smooth, smooth. with a V. Uh, and that's the thing that really stands out for Eli this year is everything looks just so fluid yeah. with him. You never feel like he's taken a bad shot or a rust shot. It's just all looking so fluid right now. And so that, that stands out, I guess, from Saturday, just that everything just appeared to be like right through the hoop. Yeah. Does he sweat? Like, he doesn't look like he's sweaty ever. <laughs> he's like, cool. Does his heart he's cool. rate go up? Like, he's cool. He's, yeah. a, he's smooth. There man. are fillet-cut three-pointers, right? <laughs> he had four of those. Yeah. yeah. Be- just beautiful, beautiful shots. Yeah. Um, th- statistically speaking, where and we've been talking about BYU's improvement. Okay, mm-hmm. BYU's, BYU's better. They're not better in the... In the uh, standings, per se, but we'll see how it all shapes out. They're better than the overall record, and there are certain metrics that are showing, okay, they're better. So where are you seeing the biggest difference from last year to this year? Well, something BYU's never done uh, in, the, in their WCC era is lead the league in scoring defense. Okay, we know they've been leading the league in scoring offense more often than not, but they're number one right now in the conference and league play in scoring defense. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's something really notable. Uh, they're a top 40 team in defensive efficiency nationally. That's notable. Uh, they're a better defensive efficiency team right now than even Gonzaga, which has been really solid over the years offensively and defensively. So I think the fact they're leading in scoring defense is important because you pair that with the fact that BYU is about 4 to 5% better on twos over last year, about 4 to 5% better on threes over last year. The assist rate higher than last year. Uh, they're about 5 to 6 points per 100%, uh, 100 possessions better on defense than last year. The offensive efficiency is marginally up, but the overall shooting numbers are up considerably. They're a better three-point team than last year. That means a lot uh, for BYU. There weren't enough three-point weapons last year. This year there are more, and their, mo- and their best weapon is shooting 45% from three in Elijah Bryant. So those are some of the ways in which BYU is better. But I like the fact that they're number one in scoring defense while still scoring the ball. They, I mean, they're slower, but their scoring margin is better than last year. So while they scored a lot more last year, their margin is better this year because they're so much better defensively. And this is kind of an anecdotal thing. Yeah. Okay. But, and I tweet about it every few weeks as I, as I kind of track this stat, but it's been 20 games since BYU allowed a double-digit scoring run in a game. That is where a team scores 10 or more in a row against you, where they kind of go off and they get loose, right? It happens. BYU's got a double-digit run in, in, I think, 14 games this year. They've allowed one double-digit scoring run all season. That was UTA in game number three. So 20 games now, no one's really gotten on those big runs that can bury you. And last year, BYU allowed double-digit runs in more than a third of their games. So teams really got off against BYU. That's where the kill stat comes in. He's all about the kills. Well, they're getting more kills this year. Teams aren't getting off against BYU. You can go back to last week in the, in the St. Mary's game in Moraga. One of those two teams had a double-digit run, and it wasn't St. Mary's. Okay, BYU actually had the 10-point run spanning halftime. St. Mary's never got there. Uh, and so BYU doesn't let teams just run away and hide. They stay in games. The Cougars have 18 wins, five losses, and are a fringe, in quotes, tournament team, according to Joe Lenardi of ESPN. If BYU gets, let's say, one of the two games against Gonzaga, 
How much will that affect their at-large ability and their resume? Well, Jeremy and I, in, uh, in uh, producing tonight's Rose Show yesterday, had a vigorous discussion about what BYU might need to put themselves <laughs> you know, firmly in the mix. And, and I think it comes down to getting a couple of games, getting a, at least a couple of games against Gonzaga or St. Mary's. You consider the fact that BYU has eight regular season games left, correct? Mm-hmm. Which means they have nine, ten, or eleven games left in their season. Well, of those 9, 10, or 11, they're going to see Gonzaga and St. Mary's two, three, or four times. So those, you know, that's almost half of the games you have left. That gives you a lot of opportunities to make the impression you need to make. And so uh, I, I, that's why I love that everything's in front of BYU still. They really do uh, determine uh, their fate on selection side because the chances are there. They're, they're not left without chances at this point. They've still got them. Yeah, opportunity yeah. knocks. Yeah, yeah and, and there's lots of metrics, right? And, and the one that I just step back and look at is, BYU's playing the national runner-up in two of the next eight games. Like, like that's fun. BYU's won three in a row in Spokane, which is incredible. Of all, there's lots of things that have been incredible in BYU basketball history. Winning three times up there in a row is crazy. Could BYU possibly get a fourth? Like, like do you see the matchup and the scheme change for BYU benefiting the Cougars again? Well, in, in, in none of the last three years up there, would you say that BYU was, was favored either <laughs> matchup-wise or probability-wise or points? However, and they've done it all three times. So at some point, it's matchups be darned. But that said, there are some things BYU does well that Gonzaga maybe not be as good at this season than maybe in, previ- in previous seasons. Gonzaga is allowing a really high three-point number right now, percentage-wise. BYU shooting a high three-point number, high 30s right now, just under 40. So BYU's better from three, and Gonzaga's allowing a little more to happen from three against it. Gonzaga is, is their efficiency on offense isn't so much necessarily a measure of fluidity or shooting. They're a great offensive rebounding team right now. And BYU is one of the top 10 defensive rebounding teams in the country. So that's another one where I think, well, what Gonzaga does well, BYU also does well to counter. So those are just a couple of areas. But in the end, BYU's done it three in a row, so why not four? Because were they expected to win any of the last three? No. 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 So why, you know, why couldn't they do it again? They've got, they, they, they've got the touch up there. Now, Gonzaga uh, perhaps wisely took them off senior night because BYU's been, <laughs> BYU's been ruining the party up there for, for a few seasons. They get them a little earlier in the year, uh, so they can't mess up senior night, but they can still uh, do what few teams would ever hope of doing. Uh, and again, winning, winning back-to-back times up there is, is, is not done, let alone three in a row, so it's remarkable. Mark Fuse is the commissioner, so he could put BYU where he wanted <laughs> on, the, on the schedule. Greg, we're seeing a lot of firsts in the Dave Rose era, which leads us to a stat that matters today. Yeah, so I mentioned how, how much uh, better BYU's offense is over last year in, in numerous measures. They're actually ranked in the top 50 in, in effective field goal percentage, two-point percentage, three-point percentage, and assist rate. That's the Ken Palm National Top 50 in all four of those for the first time in the Dave Rose era. BYU's been good in two or three of those categories at any given time, but to be good in all four, which means you're sharing it really well with assist rate, you can make your twos as well as you make your threes, and the overall efficiency is where it is. Top 50 in all four for the first time in the Dave Rose era. Now, we're not quite done yet, but at this point, they rank top 50, and I've never finished a year top 50 in all four of those really key and I think very diverse offensive categories. You've already talked about uh, Canada, but we have another A cool thing about Canada. Two things today, hockey and? Yeah, we, because we come well, with it's a, a hockey show, kind of, right? So uh, Canada, you know, in America, uh, there, are, there are populous. Where, where's the anthem? Yeah, where is the anthem, anyway? There, there we, we go. go. 
I guess I can proceed okay, now. Now you can start. <laughs> yeah. So in, in this great land uh, from, from Seattle in the northwest to Miami in the southeast, populous areas all around this great land, correct? You can find big cities everywhere. Not so much in Canada. 90% of Canadians live within 100 miles of the U.S. border. <laughs> oddly, enough, uh, oddly enough, the, the farther north you get, the colder it gets, <laughs> and fewer people want to live there. Now, I'm the exception to the rule. I've lived in three Canadian cities. None of them were within 100 miles of the U.S. border. But I'm the exception to the rule because most Canadians, 90%, yes, are, I'm told, live within 100 miles of the U.S. border. Wow. So this is a cool thing about the United States, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> they want to be close to you. Yeah. There you go. I love Great it. stuff, man. And, and, and just a reminder, in between the lines, we have hockey. So this, this is... Lauren's over here. Lauren's over Greg. here getting ready to do her thing. Yeah. And, uh, and, and from what I can gather, um, she was the shooter and you were the stopper. Is yes. that correct? Yes. Okay. Indeed. Did you, in, in hockey parlance, did you stone her a few times? Of course I did. Okay. Butterfly saves oh, down to the ice. Wow. Greg, you watch, man. Wow. It was intense. <laughs> this, this is intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's coming up. Uh, don't forget tonight. Oh, yeah. Basketball with Dave Rose. Yeah, uh, 6 o'clock Mountain Time, 8 o'clock Eastern. Lee Kamard, uh, former Cougar great, one of the best all-around players in BYU basketball history, and now a current grad assistant coach will be our special guest. BYUcougars.com slash Rose Show. You can still get your seats for tonight. They're free seats, so uh, sign up, and we'll see you tonight. All right, sounds good, Greg. Karen produces the show, by the way, tonight and every night. Every night we do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Greg hosts the show. Yeah. Why is BYU basketball better at this point this year than last? Hey, maybe Lee Kamard has something to do with that, right? I think uh, his players would agree. Hey, maybe, man. Maybe. Coming up! Sports content. One of the newest BYU <laughs> football signees who could make a difference on the O-line in the future will join us. He's 6'5", 270. I, I would assume that he will make a difference. Also, I suit up next and hit the ice with Lauren McLean. So much anticipation as we <laughs> go to the ice for Between the Lines. It's Lauren versus Spencer! yippee ki on the ice! Welcome back, my friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. In one week and one day, we will be live an hour earlier at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Mountain Time for a BYU football signing day special on Wednesday, February 7th. Two hours of coverage as we show you the new signees and remind you who got signed in December. Yeah, didn't we already do this? We'll do it again. Yes. But a two-hour dish. Very This exciting. is the official. The first Wednesday in February is like the day, right? Well, there's two the days now. I know, but it still feels like this is the day. Keep telling yourself <laughs> Okay. There's two days. BYUSN's headlines, starting with BYU basketball, aiming for wins 19 and 20 this week. Cougars at LMU on Thursday night, then at 14th Frank Gonzaga on Saturday in Spokane. BYU basketball with Dave Rose, live tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV. Jimmer Fredette scored 34 points in a 121-103 win over... Jillian. Jillian. Jillian? No, Northeast. Not, not, not Jillian. I don't really care how it's Jillian. <laughs> BYU Gymnastics up four spots to number 18 in the latest NCAA rankings. Congratulations to the ladies. The men's volleyball drops the spot to number six in the AVCA coaches poll after dropping both matches at UC Irvine last weekend. The Cougars take on UC Santa Barbara Friday and Saturday on BYU TV. The anticipation is over, Jerem. And yes, it is true. I put on the goalie pads. I was not afraid of the challenge. 
that BYU hockey issued, as well as between the lines. And uh, it turned out well. We'll see how much they manipulated it to make it seem like I wasn't good. Here we go. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Don't listen to a word he says. Before Spencer and I battled it out on the ice, we received some special training. I was coached by Chris Udall and Jacob Eisenstadt. They are defensive specialists, while Spencer was coached by one of the top collegiate goalkeepers in the country in Jared Manzella. This is Elite versus Street with BYU Hockey. All right, we are with the men's hockey team once again. Apparently, I didn't learn my lesson the first time. Did I get it? Nope. And we're throwing in a little twist to this week's. We're bringing in a target for me, Spencer Linton. All I want to do is shoot the puck really hard at Spencer. The most basic thing is the shuffle. Drag your feet across. And you're wanting to point your toe where you want the puck to go. So basically, yeah, you're just making a T and gliding and then okay. stopping. And you're going to roll through it and point it, okay? If you make a glove save, always do this. Good. Now lower than that. And that's pretty much it. That's really all there is to goaltending. We'll do some shots quick. There it is. Sounded better. <laughs> okay. There it is. Woo! Okay. My dad bot is under serious scrutiny. I want Spencer! Look at that. It's like a catcher's mitt. Are you ready? All right, Spencer. Give me two claps on the post. Here you go. This is for the time. There it is. One, two. He's ready. You made fun of my outfit. Strike one. Hey, you, I don't think you see that for how fast that's going, do you? Can you hit the puck? Yeah. This is Chris's first career goal. Oh! Let's go! Let's go! Oh! I've turned him into an NHL prospect in four minutes. Coach Chris is going to get fired after this. All I want to do is do my celebration. Score. I know. That's what I'm trying to do. And do my celebration. That one's on me, yeah. That's my fault. Like, I respected you before. Now? The respect is through this. Okay. Lauren, all you, shoot out. Do whatever you want, walk in, just like we did that last time, right? Spencer! This is it right here! This is it. Are you ready? And this is how we end hockey practice. Well, what I think we need to do to end this is do a little team chase. I'm not going to move. I'm ready. One, two, three, who are you? My goodness, that was a good time. That was a really good time to catch these guys in action. Not me and Spencer, but the real hockey players. Make sure you go to their match this weekend on Friday and Saturday at 8 o'clock because they are phenomenal. Next week on Between the Lines, we're doing Undercover Athlete with Matt Bushman in honor of National Signing Day. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at BOU underscore BTL and follow us on Instagram at Between the Lines with a Y. Hey, Jerem, who won?
You heard what you heard what Manzi said. He became an NHL prospect in four minutes. Well, that was before I I was going turtle speed and scored on you. I thought you both looked (laughs) really good. And Spencer told me that he stopped like twenty-two of the twenty-five shots at him. True or false? (laughs) I mean, listen, Jacob Eisenstadt is it true or false? Probably didn't miss against Spencer, and he shot at least twenty times. Yeah, so it's false. We're not not talking about Jake. I'm not talking about a. Are you talking about me? About you. How many times yes, did you score on Yes, but as you me? saw, a lot of my shots were not <laughs> the actually... The miracle of editing. Yeah. <laughs> you both looked like you belonged. I'll say that. Yeah, we did. You ought to play club hockey with our producer, Harrison Collier. Listen, Harrison Let's, On actually, the Fainting Goats? That's his team the name. Fainting, <laughs> the Fainting Goats. Let's hey, join I'm, the Fainting Goats. There I'm, is a girl on the team, I actually think. That's true. I, uh, I just got the stench off of my skin. <laughs> right? It's disgusting. So, yeah. I had to wash that's, my clothes... Two times. Oh my gosh. Get the <laughs> Wait, I was telling you, Harrison Collier told me that the yeah. fastest um, shot time from an NHL dude was like 101 miles per hour. Uh, yep, I'm Alexander sure Ovechkin. I was clocked at 100. Mm-hmm. That's not true. You were clocked at 100, 100. centimeters Cent- per hour. <laughs> yeah, I was like, 100 <laughs> pesos per minute. 100 pesos. Great stuff. Pesos. That was fun. <laughs> 100 pesos. Thanks, guys. All righty. <laughs> Hey, don't forget. Lauren made the uh, the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs, didn't she? Something like that. In parsecs? Yeah. You had to go Star Wars, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, exactly. You had to take it to Star Wars. Hey, coming up, stuff like three BYU teams are currently ranked top 20 on campus. That's pretty good. It's a good time to be alive. Plus, Tyson Lewis, an early BYU football Tyson. signee. Why did the 6'5", 270-pound offensive lineman choose to come to BYU? Ryan, pick up the phone. Mike Tyson! Mike Tyson! (laughs) Between the Lines is brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan. Think Nissan. Think Tim Daly Southtown. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights right here on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. You can listen to the replay on BYU Radio at 7 Eastern. That's right, and you can hear about uh, the old hockey goalie Spencer Linton down there at uh, Peaks Ice Arena stopping the Bucks uh, stone cold against uh, Lauren McLean there. He really uh, stood on his head, man. <laughs> I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> hey, BYU Basketball Day Roses tonight, 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio with host Greg Rubel. The guest tonight, Lee Kamard, who's a graduate assistant coach, one of the best Cougars of all time. Uh, tweet in hashtag Rose Show for questions tonight to Dave or Lee and reserve your free seats on BYUCougars.com slash Rose Show. Why is BYU Basketball better at this point this year than last? At Greg Rosenhan with this tweet. Both seasons to this point in league play – the Cougars were 7-3. and three. Last year had losses to San Diego, Santa Clara, and St. Mary's. This year, two losses to a better St. Mary's team and Pacific, also a win against Utah. Better losses, better wins this year. More Better ingredients, Papa John's. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is a recent BYU football signee, offensive lineman, Tyson Lewis. Tyson, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Um, thanks for having me, guys. You betcha, man. Okay, so fun fact, Tyson. I grew up playing Little League everything with your high school football coach, Matt Hammer. I happen to know he's a Utah fan. How did he feel about your commitment to BYU? Um, that's a good question. Um, Coach Hammer, really more of a less of a team fan and more of just a sport fan. I would say, yeah, he's a great Utah guy. He loves the coaches there, but 
he's also great buddies with Coach Sataki, and he's just proud to have me as a player and to have any of his players have success after high school and just loves the players more than anything. Tyson, why did you uh, ultimately pick BYU? Well, so I committed the day I offered because MP offered me while I was in camp. And just the – and I went and met with Sataki and all the other coaches that day and talked with them, and it was just a special experience because I've been around other coaches and stuff and throughout my recruiting process, but there's a different special feeling to BYU, and it's hard to explain, but there's really just a different maturity, a different feeling to the school, and it's kind of what hooked me in on the very first day and got my, my quick commitment. Did you grow up a BYU fan, or did you become a BYU fan? Well, um, it's kind of a generational thing because my grandpa graduated from there. I've had a couple of aunts and uncles and cousins who graduated from there. And I'll be the first in my family to be going there. And it'll be kind of a special experience, especially just having my family be great BYU fans. Tyson Lewis, offensive lineman, recent signee for BYU football with us on BYU Sports Nation. There have been obvious coaching changes on the offensive side of the ball. What was that experience like for you to watch a new offensive staff come in after you had committed? Well, I've always talked with coaches about this especially because you never know what's going to happen. A coach may be out of his job within um, a month of talking to you or you signing, like my experience was. And I've just learned that you've got to fall in love with the school and the program that you're coming into and be careful with the coaches because – I love Deppy. He was a great guy, but I know I'm going to love Pew as well, and that's just how it goes, and I'm just excited to play for BYU more than anything. How much did Jeff Grimes play into this conversation, or was it mostly Ryan Pugh? Um, so I haven't really gotten a big chance to talk to Grimes yet, but I did have Pugh come into my home, and I got to be introduced to him, and he's an awesome guy. He's a total stud. And I already have – it was a great introduction to him. He's a great guy. How much do you know about him and his background with Auburn and Cam Newton and all that stuff? Well, that was a big part of the introduction, too, because we talked about his time there and a big part of why I'm also trusting in him as a coach. He's a young guy. He's fired up. He's hungry. You can tell that he's, like, really excited to – be coaching BYU and get this great chance to all these awesome players. And just the fact that he has a pedigree of playing at Auburn, being an all-star offensive lineman just helps a lot. It's easy to uh, listen to the guy that was on a national championship team, right? And like was snapping to the Heisman Trophy winner. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. uh, To have a coach that protected an all-star in the NFL is kind of impressive. Let's be honest, though. He would block, and then Cam would just run past. Like that's, yeah, <laughs> that's how it uh, when, works. When do you enroll in, uh, in school at BYU? When are you planning on uh, coming? So I'll be there in 2020 because I'm going to go on my mission first. But a couple of the other signees, like Jacob Smith and Connor Pay and those guys, that's the same plan. So, well, Jacob Smith isn't going on a mission, but Connor Pay, Campbell Barrington, all of us are going to be going on our missions and coming back at the same time. So when do you put it in your papers? Um, it'll be pretty soon. I'm starting them right now, so then my availability date will be around June. 
Now, obviously, you're going to have some time to think about this because you are serving a two-year mission for uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But at 6'5", 270 pounds, when you get back, what's your preferred position? Um, honestly, wherever a coach wants to put me. I played left tackle throughout high school, but if I need to play guard or center, any other position, I'm proud to just play for the team and do what's best for them. Describe your style of play. What kind of offensive lineman are you? So I wouldn't say, because you see some 300-pound D-tackles that are just big monsters. I wouldn't say that I'm a big, slow, hard-hitting guy, but I'd say I'm a lot more athletic, and I can move and get to places a lot quicker than others can. Is there a guy in the NFL uh, or, or in college that you really like, that you say, hey, I want to play like that guy? Oh, Easily Tyron Smith for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Guy's scary good, and I watch him every night. Wow. That's a good one. Okay. Tyson Lewis with this on BYU Sports Nation, just committed to play football at BYU, will suit up for the first time in 2020. Tyson, I don't know how familiar you are with BYU's future schedules, but they are loaded with some serious competition. What do you think about BYU's challenging schedules moving forward? I think the more challenging, the better. I say you put us up against better competition, the better we're going to get, and the better opportunities that we're going to have for our team to improve and excel. Do you know who the season opening game is against in 2020, Tyson? Uh, I do not. At Utah. Yeah, that's a, baby. That's a pretty good oh, way. Yeah. Come back from your mission in June, <laughs> and then September 5th, boom, goes the dynamite. Who, who knows if you're the starting left tackle, retro, who knows? But that's a pretty good game to start. Yep, now I'm just super excited now that I know. Holy cow. <laughs> Let's go. In fact, we should probably just tweet the entire 2020 schedule at you. Michigan State's the next game at home at Arizona State, at Minnesota. That's, uh, that's pretty good. At Stanford at the end of the year, that's, that's awesome. Sounds like a good time. All right, Tyson, we appreciate you taking some time with this. Uh, say hello to uh, my old friend Matt Hammer for me and tell him that I'll be happy to beat him in golf anytime. <laughs> I will. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks. <laughs> Tyson Lewis on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. It's, it's such an interesting experience to be a BYU fan and follow recruiting because you get excited about a, a kid like Tyson Lewis, and then you go, oh, he's not going like, to play until 2020. And, and his development, who knows, like, as a freshman, does he come in, does he start, you know, or in 2022, is that when he's really thriving or something? It's just a ways out, man. Yeah. But you get excited about a kid that you talk to about that, that's pumped, that wants to be a BYU, that's fallen in love in school, that wants to be here. Everything he said, all I could think of was, this is exactly the type of guy that Kalani Satake said he wanted at BYU. Amen to that, man. Coming up, the latest on Jimmer Fredette from the Great Wall. Hey, they, they won. Did he shoot it over the Great Wall? Coming up, a conference championship. BYU baseball. Not picked to win the conference this season. How dare they? Find out where they are slated to finish in the whip. Motivation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation featuring today's guests, Greg Rebell and Tyson Lewis. A huge shout-out to them. If you missed any of it, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, Jeff Judkins, women's basketball coach, former NBA player, and NBA play-by-play with the Dallas Mavericks, Chuck Cooperstein, to talk about Kyle Collinsworth. Let's weapon. 
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. UA plays at LMU Thursday night, 11 Eastern, and then take on 14th ranked Gonzaga Saturday in Spokane, where they've won three in a row. BYU basketball with Dave Rose, live tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV. Tonight's special guest is former Cougar great and the current graduate assistant, Lee Kamard. Jimmer! Scored 34 in a 121-103 win over Jillian Northeast. Gymnastics. Yeah. The ladies move up four spots to number 18 in the latest NCAA Top 25 rankings. Volleyball. Drops the spot to sixth in the ABCA Coaches Bowl after dropping two at UC Irvine. Cougars take on UC Santa Barbara Friday and Saturday on BOA TV. Sean Olmstead, 5-0 versus the Gouches. Cougars in the NBA. Kyle Collinsworth had two rebounds, one assist, and a steal in a 95-88 loss to the Miami Heat. Baseball. Cougars began practice at Miller Park Saturday. D1Baseball.com has picked the Cougars to finish third in the West Coast Conference behind San Diego and St. Mary's. Track and field. Please. <laughs> Men's track and field ranked ninth according to the USTFCCCA indoor <laughs> track and field <laughs> coaches poll. Golf. It's like the weirdest name ever. Men's team is in 11th place at the Arizona Intercollegiate. They will play the second and third rounds today. Today's Rise and Shout, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who deserves it today, Jeremy? Let's give it to Kevin Towers, who uh, played baseball at BYU, first-round pick uh, You know, with the Padres, played in the minors, became the general manager of the Padres and the Diamondbacks. He passed away after losing battle to uh, cancer. Kevin Towers, one of the notable former BYU baseball players in Major League Baseball. And uh, our condolences to his family. He was a a guy that I always pointed to in the majors. Say, hey, that's one of our guys. That's one of our guys, yeah. In the show. He put together an outstanding roster for the San Diego Padres in the 90s. Really revamped baseball in that city. And when it was, uh, you know, unheard of. When it was always the Dodgers show uh, in the West. So, yeah, our our thoughts and prayers certainly uh, with Kevin Towers' family today as uh, BYU says goodbye to a legend. All right, we move back now to our basketball conversation with our Twitter question. Why is BYU Hoops better at this point this year than last? Let's go to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At Colonel underscore James 83. While I don't know the stat for assisted field goals made, it's apparent that on the offensive side of the ball, the team has a more deliberate approach to assisting better shots, hashtag selfless play. I've been saying for a while, hey, championship teams value possession, play good defense. And what is BYU doing? They're doing those two things. They're building. They're getting better. I'm excited about what this BYU basketball team is going to do, whether that's Saturday in Spokane or whether that's next season. I'm, I'm excited to watch it play out. All right, our elite tweet of the day. From at Crazy Cook Fanatic. Because they were cool enough to merit a halftime appearance from hip-hop superstars. That's why BYU basketball is better. Well, you can thank Cosmo and the Cougarettes for that one. show continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout-out to Randy Brock. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. And we'll see you tonight. BYU basketball, Dave Rose, baby. Woo!